Thanks, Steve. Gary Dunham here for WVED News on Super Tuesday election night coverage here. Uh, we're going to be trying a lot of innovative techniques here tonight. On We uh, are here back at the studio at WVUD for this uh, Super Tuesday de facto national primary. And, of course, the goal of the primary and caucus is to win delegates to the party's national conventions for the summer. Uh, we are going to be... Uh, doing a few drop-ins throughout the night, maybe two or three per hour, right on up till 11 o'clock tonight when we will have uh, periodic results that we'll be able to share with you. As a matter of fact, right at the present time, uh, we are going to be able to share with you some information relative to uh, those, uh, those results that are already available for you uh, so far. Huckabee has won the West Virginia primary. That'll be giving him 18 delegates and uh, has been also uh, declared uh, that Obama is the winner in Georgia at the present time. That has been declared so far with 51% to Hillary Clinton's 43%. The uh, vote in Georgia uh, presently shows Huckabee with 37 and McCain with 35. What we're going to be doing throughout the night, University of Delaware has secured the services of five uh, UD professors uh, from the uh, Political Science Department and Communication Department, and we are going to be uh, going out to the uh, Trabant Student Center, and we have one of our ACE reporters out there, Dawn Morgan. Dawn, can you tell us what's happening out at the Trabant Center right now? Uh, hi, this is Dawn Morgan rep reporting from the Trabant Student Center, and I can't hear Gary, but I can tell you what's going on now. Um, the doors opened a little before 8. We've got about 50, upwards of 50 students here already, and um, there's several screens of MSNBC, CNN, T-SPAN, um, showing all the different uh, breaking news, and um, at 8.30 there will be a panel of professors of communication and uh, political science professors just going over the results with uh, all the all the folks who showed up here tonight and uh, just to talk about all the different issues and um, uh, what's what's going on as all, as all the polls are closing uh, that'll happen at 8:30 and um, again probably around 9 as uh, as the next set of polls close um, in the more western region of the of the state Thank you, Dawn. Uh, back here at the University so, um, of Delaware. So again, this is uh, Dawn from Super. Okay. All right, we're having a few technical difficulties getting things going here, but we're going to have everything worked out for you as the evening goes on. Uh, that is Dawn Morgan reporting from the Trabant University Center for our Super Tuesday coverage here at the University of Delaware, where 22 states are having their primaries and caucuses that will be having a, a large impact on deciding who the Democratic and Republican nominees potentially will be for this year's presidential election. Uh, we will be bopping in and out of Steve Klinge's program, and we're going to be bringing Steve back over here now so he can get you some good music that you can listen to, as you do every Tuesday night here on All Tomorrow's Parties. And Steve will be uh, having some friends and guests popping in between the music here. Thanks, Steve, for the coverage.
Okay, we're going to go back to the WVUD news team. Here's Gary. Thanks, Steve. Hey, and here we are with the WVUD Super Tuesday election, pri primary election coverage uh, night here. And uh, so far we have a few results in. It's early on the East Coast, of course, but we've got uh, Illinois has gone to Obama, Georgia to Obama, Oklahoma to Clinton. And uh, on the Republican side, New Jersey looks like it's going to McCain, Connecticut to McCain, West Virginia early on went to Huckabee, Illinois to, uh, to McCain, but we do not have a, uh, actual figures on some of those. Uh, Massachusetts to Romney in Georgia is really too close to call. Uh, what we're going to be doing now is heading out to Dawn uh, Morgan out at the Trabant Center where she has an interview for us. And uh, Dawn, if you could uh, get that interview started any time now, that would be great because uh, we're waiting for it and uh, with anxious ears to see who you've been interviewing out there. This is Dawn Morgan from the Trabant Student Center with Christine Snow. And this young student has an Obama sticker on yes. her shirt. Uh, I, I guess I'm new to the whole political situation just because I took a political class this past semester, the comm class, and really opened my eyes to, I guess, what's important in the world and really that's knowing what's going on in politics. And I, I went to see Obama on Sunday at the rally in Wilmington in Rodney Square, and he was very inspirational. And I definitely am going to be, vo I voted for him today, actually, and I'm very proud to say that because he has a really strong message and he's all about change, and I think we really need that in the country after these past seven years, so. Is this your first election, your first major election? No, voted I voted in? in the 2000 election, or 2004 election, yes, and voted for Kerry, but unfortunately he didn't win, so. Are, are your friends very political? Uh, some of my friends are, others not so much. I guess my, a lot of my friends at school are more political than the ones like from high school, I guess, because back then I guess not so many of us were really into politics, but you find a lot more college students that are into it now, and so like I have a friend who's a big Obama fan as well, because she saw him last year, I guess it was, in California, he was doing a rally there for like Democrats, and that also kind of introduced me to him as well. So, um, what? Um just give me a little background on you. Like, what's your major, and um, what what issues in this you know election cycle are important to you? Um, a communication major, uh, mass communication specifically, and I have a minor in sociology. Some of the I guess the issues that are really important to me would be healthcare and social security. I guess because <laughs> apparently I'm not going to have that when I get older and have like a job and everything. So it's important that. I guess that's looking we, that's looking way far ahead is, into the but, future. Well, also I guess um, civil rights and like I'm um, a big proponent for gay marriage and having someone I guess that at least would like necessary marriage, but like civil unions and stuff on that's for that. And uh, also I guess helping people in poverty and just like different issues along that line. So do you do you feel like voting is your big civic duty, something that you can easily do to? to have your voice heard or? I guess it's part of it. I mean, one person, it doesn't really make that much of a difference, but I, I do feel like it does help some because I guess there are a lot of younger people that aren't going out to vote and aren't even registered. So I feel like the fact that I am registered and do vote makes a difference. 
but then I guess just knowing what's going on, and I think that really helps too because then I can maybe get involved with something that could make a difference, and I don't know. <laughs> so how are you going to make your difference in the world? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> are, are there little things that you do on a daily or a weekly basis, clubs well, or helping old ladies across the street? <laughs> I try to be a good person, like good citizen to other people around me, and some people like be friendly, help people out, but uh, I guess that's about it. I don't really do anything proactive, I guess, to better the world. Every once in a while I do some sort of like community service type things, like related to clubs that I'm involved in, but that's about it, I guess. But you should appear tonight, too. I did. Which shows that you care. Yeah, I do. For like one I really, side I really would like to see <laughs> who's going to get the Democratic... And Republican thanks to Obama, obviously. <laughs> well, thanks very much for stopping and chatting tonight. No Thank you. Thank you very much, Dawn, out there at the Tremont Center. And we'd like you all to know that the uh, community in Newark, as well as the student body here on the University of Delaware campus, can come on out to the Tremont Center anytime uh, between now and 11 o'clock. And there is this uh, wonderful program out there with all of the uh, communication and political science professors that they have on board answering and analyzing questions about the election. And Steve Klinge will be holding the fort down here with more music for you, and we'll be back uh, later on in the hour. Thanks, Steve. It's WVUD Newark 91.3 FM, the voice of the University of Delaware. It's about 9 o'clock. It's time for another news report from the WVUD news team. Here's Gary. Thanks, Steve. Uh, we're so happy to be here with you tonight. Uh, Stephanie Best and uh, Dave McKenzie assisting here at the uh, uh, studio, and Dawn Morgan with John Gardner out there at the Trebant Center, where we have a report that is uh, going to be played for you right now. They have an interview that uh, Dawn conducted out there just a few minutes ago with one of our uh, resident professors from the University of Delaware, and uh, we are going to play that for you right now. We'll be back with some news coverage on the primary results and who the projected winners are in just a minute, but stay tuned. I am here with Professor David Wilson. And would you like to say what you are a professor of, please? I'm a professor of political science and international relations. I also uh, hold a joint appointment in the Department of Psychology and Black American Studies. What are you currently working on? Well, in my own research? Yes. In my own research, I look at public opinion towards different social issues, things like racial attitudes and behavior, gender issues, immigration, any group kind of group-based issue I tend to study using public opinion data. And you said you came from a background of polling? Yeah, I worked for eight years at the Gallup organization. Uh, I've also worked in uh, statistical software training and consulting with SPSS, so I'm kind of a data geek. What are, why are polls important? Well, polls are important because they are a means of representing the will and voice of the people. Uh, polls, if done correctly, allow people who research and study what the public is interested in allow them to make an accurate inference about things like what the public thinks about government, what the public thinks about certain political candidates, uh, even basic things like what the public, uh, whether or not they're happy with their lives or they're happy with the president and what he's doing. So public opinion is not just about government issues, it's about any issue where we want to kind of understand what large numbers of people think without having to talk to every single person. 
Now, when it comes to some of these electoral polls, they tend to be in- inaccurate sometimes, aren't they? Like in New Hampshire. Well, the polls are not inaccurate. Uh, one of the biggest uh, kind of mistakes that are out there is that that polls are actually writing the stories and creating the news uh, stories that are on television. And that's not the case. Polls just collect data and provide information for the stories, and media outlets create narratives around this information. So, for example, what happened in New Hampshire is that the polls were not necessarily inaccurate. We just stopped collecting data before the election happened. And so uh, while while the big story was that Obama was surging ahead, um, the last poll was done two or three days before the actual election day. And so what happened is that uh, Hillary actually picked up a surge herself. And and actually only her final tally was uh, a little bit larger than we expected. Um, what can you tell us about uh, the primary candidates and how they're perceived? Um... Well, the way the public perceives candidates is basically how the media frames the candidates. So... If you think about how much time you have to actually go out and study each candidate's particular stance on a policy, you don't have much time to do that. So what you do is you watch television, you talk to your friends, and use other shortcuts like your gut, feelings, uh, people who look like you maybe, or people who might be in the party that you favor to decide whether or not you like a candidate. So, for example, the public thinks about the Democrats, however the media might choose to frame the Democrats, whether it be liberal or progressive. And, and the public doesn't know that they're also conservative Democrats. So Obama, for example, is framed as being very liberal, and he has a very liberal kind of stance on things. So people tend to think of him as, well, he's, he's kind of soft and light, but he's very hopeful and inspirational. McCain has a background as a military person, so people tend to think of him as very hard and rugged and rough and no nonsense. Uh, it doesn't mean that the candidates are actually like that. It's just that the public thinks they are because when they have to think about a candidate, they can only access what's at the top of their mind, and that's what they just saw on television or heard on the radio. But then uh, candidates can use that to their advantage if they want to be perceived a certain way. Sure, sure. They can, they can do that uh, sometimes at their peril uh, because there is this kind of sometimes mismatch. The, the, the public may believe a candidate is a certain way, and if the candidate is not actually that way, then there's this dissonance, this disconnect sometimes between what the public wants or expects from a candidate and what they actually get. Um, and again, there is this, this idea, I'm a political scientist, and we know that the public doesn't study candidates or issues in depth, so you know, sometimes they tend to miss the mark in how they would like to uh, perceive a candidate just because they, they haven't done the research on it. So in our very um, short att- attention span uh, society, what can you name off a couple of ways that we, uh, each person can get a little bit more in-depth uh, look into the candidates? Well, uh, what, what you can do is kind of make a decision about um, what few candidates, you can't study every single candidate, but what kind of few candidates might interest you and then do a bit of research on those, those issues that you think that candidate represents. And that just means simply going to a website, um, seeing what the candidate actually says about the issue, maybe looking at their speeches, 
Um, it doesn't take hours and hours of research to do, really. It just literally says, it literally just takes time to be interested and engaged. It's just like buying a product. When you go to a store, sometimes we just buy what's popular. Um, but if we actually studied each product that we were interested in, it would make our choice uh, sometimes more easy and for some people actually more difficult. So, Thank you very much for talking with us tonight, Professor Wilson. No problem. I hope I helped a little bit. Thank you very much, Dawn and uh, Professor Wilson, out there at the Tremont Center with uh, this evening's special University of Delaware primary uh, political convention coverage here. Uh, we're going to give you a few quick updates, realizing, of course, that uh, we're going to go down the states and just give you who the projected winners are. Uh, it doesn't mean that there are the second uh, person in line doesn't have a very close uh, second, but keep in mind that the Democrats award a proportional amount to all of the uh, uh, candidates who have uh, placed uh, in, in the uh, in the election, primary election coverage. The Republicans, however, winner takes all of the delegates. Alabama goes to Clinton and to McCain. Connecticut to Obama and McCain. Delaware to Obama and McCain. Georgia projected to go to Obama and Huckabee. Illinois projected uh, Obama and McCain. Massachusetts, Clinton and Romney. Missouri, Clinton and McCain. Um, Montana, McCain. New Jersey, Clinton and McCain. New York, projected to go to Clinton. Oklahoma, Clinton and McCain. Tennessee, Clinton and McCain is the current projection at this point. West Virginia went to Huckabee. Uh, on down to Arizona, projected to go to Clinton and Huckabee at this point. Uh, a really an unusual one. We'll have to keep watching that since John McCain is from Arizona. Delaware uh, to uh, Obama and uh uh, McCain. We have covered that so far. So that is your up-to-the-minute uh, coverage on the primary here. We're going to be sending the uh, show back to all the world's... All tomorrow's party. All tomorrow's party. That's the other show. That's right. All oh. the world's a stage. All the world's a stage. All the We're just having a heck of a good time here. Steve, you got more music for everybody. Thank you. It's about 9.30 here at WVUD, Newark, 91.3 FM. It's all tomorrow's parties. We go till around 10 o'clock, maybe a bit thereafter, and Akko's going to be in with Jazz Music and Avenue C. Right now, another report from the WVUD news team. Here's Gary. Thanks, Steve, and we appreciate you relinquishing some of your valuable time here on All Tomorrow's Parties. We're giving you a little update uh, right now on the primary election night coverage here from the University of Delaware. We're out at the Trabant Center, our uh, ACE uh, reporter team out there. Uh, Dawn Morgan has been following around uh, a lot of the university's uh, professors from the communication department and from the political science department. Right now, Dawn reports to us that there are about 100 or more students and community members who are at the Turbot Center. If you're in the area, feel free to come over uh, anytime up till 11 o'clock. They will be there answering and questions and talking about the election coverage. And we have an interview that we're going to play. Actually, it's uh, more of a uh, discussion that Professor Lindsay Hoffman of the Department of Communication has uh, been uh, conducting on race and gender and how that impacts the election and the uh, uh, primary voting. My name is Lindsay Hoffman, and um, I'm new to the university this year. And I.
This election in particular, it might be interesting to pay some attention to issues of gender and race, as well as religion and age, since we've got candidates who represent a variety of these characteristics. And also the voters of these different um, special interest groups have become important in recent elections. So first I wanted to draw your attention to um, uh, this is, comes from the Gallup poll. This is sort of uh, overtime data on uh, how many people would be willing to vote for a female president. So actually in this um, very early, I don't know if you can see it down here, but at the very bottom, in 1937, we have 33% of people saying, yes, I'd be willing to vote for a woman president. But it's important, I, I thought this is just kind of an interesting aside, in these first few years of asking this question, this, woman was, th this question was phrased, would you vote for a woman for president if she were qualified in every other respect? Um, fortunately, fortunately, they've changed that wording since then. Um, but even so, even with that wording change, we're still seeing the highest point in uh, March of 2007, 89% of people saying they'd be okay with a female president. And they've actually um, made this question, uh, Dr. Wilson talked a little bit about, um, question, you know, about polling, question wording, the way you word a question is very important. Um, but they've actually changed it to say, okay, if the person were in your party, if they were, you know, um, all these other things. And we've still got, uh, you know, 10, 11% of people saying, not so sure if I'd vote for, um, for a woman. There's a lot of um, talk about how certain issues may be more female issues or more male-oriented issues. So sometimes candidates will discuss those issues um, in, a, in a way where they are perceived to own those issues in some ways more than others. And the voters sometimes respond to this. And I think we're seeing this, um, this is just from New York in uh, recent weeks, and California's pattern looked very similar. People who said that Healthcare was the most important issue to them in this campaign. Were very supportive of Hillary Clinton, and some people might suggest that um, that's because obviously she's made that one of her uh, primary goals of the campaign. But I'd say Barack Obama's made a big deal of healthcare too, and so the question becomes: Is it because she's a woman? Is it is it is it for that reason? And these are just kind of interesting questions to think about. Um, there are also uh, people who say that there's simply a pure gender effect, that women will vote for women and men will vote for men. Um, and I think what we're seeing over, over time here, and that, oops, that's what this bottom chart represents, is that people who are very conservative um, or very liberal tend to, to vote uh, less in terms of solely on gender. It's the group in the middle, these independents and these people who are leaning, that you see that the women are more likely to vote based on gender, um, so that, that the pure gender effect is more um, apparent among independents and people who aren't affiliated with a party. So as with previous elections, independents become particularly important, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes out, um, particularly after uh, today's event, how many people are going for, um, for Clinton versus Obama. And that was Professor Lindsay Hoffman of the Department of Communication You here at the University of Delaware at the Turbant Center, just recorded a few minutes ago discussing uh, race and gender and how it is impacting the uh, Super Tuesday primary uh, 
uh, candidates and the, uh, uh, their perceptions of the voters who are coming out uh, in this uh, election coverage here for 2008. Going to give you a quick update before we go back to all tomorrow's parties with Steve Klinge and it's a uh, um, music format that we would normally be having on this uh, hour. Uh, Alabama and these are all projected winners where most of these are looking very favorable and close uh, enough to call. Alabama to Huckabee. Uh, Connecticut to McCain, Delaware to Obama and McCain, Georgia to Obama and Huckabee, Illinois to Obama and McCain, Massachusetts, Clinton and Romney, uh, New Jersey to McCain, um, New York to Clinton and McCain, Oklahoma to Clinton, Tennessee to Clinton, West Virginia to Huckabee, Arkansas to Clinton and Huckabee. So Huckabee is still hanging strong. McCain coming in. A lot of these uh, coverages are uh, very close to call at this point in time, but we will be staying with you and we'll be back to you in uh, maybe about another 25 minutes or so. I'm going to turn the show back over to Steve on all tomorrow's parties. Thanks, Steve. More music. We have, one, we have another report from the WVUD news team. I'll be back with at least one more song. And then Akko's going to be here with Avenue C. So stay tuned for all the good stuff, all the good variety here at WVUD. Here's Gary. Thanks, Steve. Hi, Gary Dunham here again for the WVUD news team with our Super Tuesday uh, primary and caucus night coverage. Uh, coming to you both live from the studio and with live and recorded information from the Turbant Student Center where we have a team of five different uh, professors from the uh, Communication and Political Science Department. And our reporter, uh, Dawn Morgan, is out there securing many of these uh, interesting reports and interviews. Uh, she has one coming up for us. Dawn does want to report to us and let us know that there's still plenty of food out there. One hour left until the uh, 11 o'clock uh, end of the uh, closing of the polls on the West Coast. And uh, they'd like to, more of your student and community members to come on out to the Trabant Center and listen to the professors, ask some questions, follow uh, the uh, coverage that they have on the uh, television and uh, in the uh, Trabant Center right out there. Dawn has uh, been speaking with Assistant Professor of Communication uh, uh, Dana Young, at the uh, Turbot Center and uh, specifically speaking about politics in the media and uh, how it uh, uh, how it impacts uh, the uh, candidates and specifically how to decipher uh, the distractions and find out exactly uh, what is actually being said here and what what the truth really is and uh, this, this is what uh, Professor Young told uh, Dawn Morgan just a few minutes ago. If people are out there and they're wondering how to how to enjoy the process and enjoy politics and still pay attention to what's important, you can have sort of what I think of as my, my two-tier process where I get sucked up in the baloney, you know, I enjoy the dramatic moment of Hillary crying, you know, I get caught up in the yada, yada, yada. Then I also make sure that I have some sense of where they stand on the issues. Because just like everyone else, I, I enjoy the drama. I enjoy the narrative. I like the storyline and the personality. Um, but at the end of the day, do, do I know more information that actually is relevant to my own life? 
and I think that's a good that's a good check. Okay. Professor Dana Young, Assistant Professor of Communication at the University of Delaware. Thank you very much for Thanks talking. For Thanks for having me. And thank you, Dawn and Dana, for that information from the Trabant Center. Uh, back here in the studio, the WVAD News team, including uh, Stephanie Best and myself, have been accumulating the latest results from the primary to give you who the projected winners are so far uh, as we know them and uh, what the delegate count stands at. Now, uh, to at stake tonight were 1,681 Democratic delegate votes and 1,023 Republican delegate votes. What is needed for the Democrat, a Democratic candidate to secure the nomination is a grand total of 2,025 uh, votes from the delegates. And what is needed for the Republicans to secure the nomination, a specific candidate, is 1,191. We're going to take a look at who has been winning here in Alabama. Uh, we, the uh, projected winner, Obama. Delaware, Obama and McCain, Connecticut, McCain, Georgia, Obama, Illinois, Obama and McCain, Massachusetts, Clinton and Romney. Uh, and some of these totals are very, very close with regard to the percentage of the winners and uh, the second place candidate coming up right behind them. But keep in mind that for the Republicans, it's winner take all. They get all of the delegates in the Democratic primaries, uh, the majority of those are set up so that it's proportionally distributed between the first and second place and beyond candidates. New Jersey, Clinton and McCain. New York, Clinton and McCain. Oklahoma, Clinton the winner. Tennessee, Clinton. West Virginia, Huckabee. And Arkansas, Clinton and Huckabee. And as we presently stand at the moment in delegate count, Democrats, Clinton has 299, Obama 219, Edwards, who is out of the race of course 20 stands at 26 Republicans McCain 309 Romney 99 Huckabee 54 and Paul at 6 those figures subject to change and updating throughout the hour uh, we will have uh, more uh, votes that will be tabulated by the time we close this out around 11 o'clock because the West Coast does not close until uh, 11 o'clock and by that point they will possibly be able to have projected winners in those races in the meantime we're going to turn the show back to uh, Mr. Steve Klingy here and uh, Akko is in the studio so you got a couple of uh, uh, good musicians here ready to be spinning the dial for you coming up thanks Steve Thank you, Akko. Yes, Gary Dunham here with the uh, Super Tuesday primary night coverage here on WVUD for the WVUD news staff. And uh, again, out at the Trabant Center, got a half an hour left, still plenty of food out there, lots of good information and enlightening things going on with all of the five University of Delaware professors who are out there answering questions and being interviewed and uh, giving uh, various commentary on the progress of the primary uh, coverage that they're viewing on television. and. Uh, we would like you to come out if you are a student on campus. Uh, feel free to wander on over to the Trabant Center and enjoy the last half hour of this. We have a an interview that Stephanie conducted very uh, shortly uh, back, and we're going to be playing that for you right now. And then back around uh, 11 o'clock, uh, when the polls will be closing at California, we will be wrapping up our coverage here in Delaware on the East Coast, and we'll go to one brief little 
interview with Stephanie then and a, some live wrap-up with her at the Tremont Center at 11. Right now, here is an interview that uh, Dawn, I said Stephanie, I'm sorry, Stephanie's here with me, Stephanie Best, uh, Dawn Morgan uh, conducted at the uh, Trabant Center just a little while back. I'm here with uh, Professor Joseph Pica, Professor of Political Science and International Relations. And uh, Professor Pica, what can you tell us about Super Tuesday? Well, Super Tuesday is the single largest delegate selection day in the history of America. Um, this Super Tuesday is. And we've got 24 states who have selected delegates, um, 22 in the Democratic Party and 22 in the Republican Party. And they're not finished yet. Um, the California polls won't close until 11 p.m. Eastern time. And um, while they will certainly have a major influence on the nomination of candidates for both parties, it will not be the decisive day. We will not know at the end of tonight who the nominees will be. There's still more of this process to unfold. Um, because, of, because there's more states that still have to vote. Well, at this point, let's see, we had six before today, and so we've got another 24. So we've got another 20 states plus the District of Columbia to go. And uh, there were some non-continental non United States um, groups that also picked delegates today, Guam and American Samoa and Americans Abroad. And so there are lots of contests uh, literally around the world of people picking delegates to come to the conventions. And the conventions are not until uh, near the end of the summer. Correct. So the Democrats will be holding their convention in Denver, Colorado at the very end of August, and the Republicans will be holding their convention in St. Paul, Minnesota at the beginning of September. What on earth are we going to talk about politically between <laughs> now and then? Well, in previous election cycles, um, the last, let's say, three or four election cycles, we knew who the nominees would be early. So last cycle in 2004, we knew who the two nominees were going to be about the 10th of March. And they began their campaigns well before the conventions because there were enough delegates who had already been selected for a majority. So this year, the fact that we're not getting as quick a decision as we expected uh, many of us predicted, myself included, that we would know by the middle of February who the nominee was going to be uh, for each party. Um, it means that, that the beginning of the campaign will really be delayed, and we're going to have more of this infighting, um, certainly on the Democratic side, because I think that the two candidates will pretty evenly split the races today. And on the Republican side... Um, we'll have kind of a, the conclusion, the denouement of, the, uh, of this battle as the Republicans decide uh, when, when will Romney withdraw, uh, what will Huckabee do, and because I, mean, I think McCain will emerge today as the, uh, as the clear favorite to win the nomination. And then it's a question of how much longer will you drag this out? And there'll be a lot of pressure applied to Romney to withdraw so that the Republicans can unify. So McCain will start his campaign. He'll start running ads and um, kind of honing his organization and collecting a lot of money 
um, to be able to run his ads before his convention starts. And that was an interview with uh, Dawn Morgan that she conducted with one of the illustrious professors from the University of Delaware uh, back at the Trabant Center and uh, sharing some views. And it would appear, as he indicated, that we're not going to get the definitive results on uh, who will be the uh, actual nominee uh, from the uh, Super Tuesday primaries. Uh, the votes are still kind of spread out, so the tension's going to be left hanging for a while. We're going to give you a quick little update here. At the present time, it looks like uh, so far with the tallies in that Obama has taken nine states, Clinton five, uh, Huckabee three, Romney three, and McCain six. Going to run down those states real quickly for you before we go back to Akko and the music. Uh, these are the uh, projected winners for each of these states. Alabama, it's Obama and Huckabee. Colorado, Obama. Con Connecticut, Obama and McCain. Delaware, Obama, McCain. Georgia, Obama. Illinois, Obama and McCain. Kansas, Obama. Massachusetts, Clinton and Romney. Uh, Minnesota, Obama and Rodney, New Jersey, Clinton and McCain, New York, Clinton and McCain, North Dakota, oh yeah, Obama, uh, Oklahoma, Clinton and McCain, Tennessee, Clinton, Utah, uh, give me to Romney, uh, West Virginia, Huckabee, and Arkansas, Clinton, and uh, give me to Huckabee. So uh, that puts us now with delegate count at Clinton with 299, Obama 225, very close there. And on the re Republican side, McCain uh, carrying and leading the pack at 332, Romney 135, Huckabee 54, and Ron Paul down there with six. And that is our coverage for this segment right now. Going to head back to Avenue C with Renaissance Man Akko, who's got more great music coming your way here. And we'll be back to you in about 20 or 25 minutes on WVUD, the voice of the University of Delaware. Akko. Thank you, Akko. And yes, that's true. We are wrapping up our, with our final report of the evening here on WVUD's Super Tuesday primary night coverage from around the country where 22 different uh, states were conducting their primaries and caucuses. And uh, what we want to start out with here on this final uh, episode of our, our coverage tonight, Professor of Political Science and International Relations, Joseph A. Pica, uh, was interviewed uh, just within the last half hour by uh, Dawn Morgan, our own Dawn Morgan, over at the Trabant Center. And this is what he had to say uh, in that interview. Um, it's really an exciting evening. I think that, um, that Americans have shown that they're very much engaged in this year's, this year's race, uh, actually both races for both parties. They are really um, sh turning out in very large numbers, we know, in some of the early contests. And I think that um, all the indications, things like viewers tuning in to presidential debates and candidate debates and and uh, so I think there are lots of indicators that there's a lot of excitement now, and it's, it's really exciting to see the number of students who are energized by this campaign. So that's, that's good to see. How, how many years have you been a professor? This is my 26th year at the university. So my first campaign that I followed here was 1984, and um, I taught classes specifically on the campaign and on the election process. And, 
and I'll be doing it again this fall with Professor Begleiter. He and I will be co-teaching a course on the 2008 presidential election. And when's the last time you've seen students this... This energized? Yes. I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> students on this campus this energized. Um, it, I mean, we have a reputation of being a bit apathetic, uh, at least about politics. We're not, not nearly as apathetic about some other things, about having fun um, or about sports. But I don't really think I've seen a, a campaign that has reached so deeply. There's so many students, not just the ones who are in the college Democrats and the college Republicans, but others who are being um, engaged and interested in this campaign. So it's, it's exciting to see it happen. Thank you very much for speaking with us tonight. You're welcome. And that wraps up our uh, second half of the interview with Professor Pika. Um, and uh, we're closing up the night here at uh, the University of Delaware Super Tuesday Central at the Trabant Student Center. There's a, uh, at the very beginning of this evening at 8 o'clock, uh, Dr. Pika asked the crowd of... Uh, uh, of a hundred folks um, to raise their hands if they were political junkies and maybe five or six or ten students raised their hands and those are actually probably the same students that are still here watching um, the rest of the results uh, roll in from the multiple television screens that are all around the room and uh, they're hanging on and looking quite excited and um, but everyone else is gone and uh, so we're wrapping it up here uh, this is uh, Don Morgan and uh, producer John Gardner, who's done a terrific job, and we're going back to the studio. Thank you, Don, and both of you did do a terrific job, Don and uh, John, out there recording at the Trabant Center. We'd like to thank you very much for that excellent coverage throughout the evening, and we hope you all at home uh, listening to this uh, enjoyed the coverage that we had here. Going to give you our final wrap-up, realizing, of course, that the West Coast polls just closed at 11 o'clock, so you will uh, have to uh, be hanging on on this information and realizing that uh, many of those states uh, and even beyond uh, Alaska who is in a different time zone will be coming later on in the evening so when you wake up tomorrow you probably have distinctively different results than what we're showing here however these are the winners of the various states that we are going to be naming off for Alba Alabama Obama and Huckabee in Arizona McCain is the winner uh, Colorado Obama Connecticut, Obama and McCain. Delaware, Obama and McCain. Georgia, Obama. Illinois, Obama and McCain. Kansas, Obama. Massachusetts, Clinton and Romney. Minnesota, Obama and Romney. New Jersey, Clinton and McCain. New York, Clinton and McCain. Big ones for both of them there. North Dakota, Obama. Oklahoma, Clinton and McCain. Tennessee, Clinton. Uh, oh, Utah, Romney, no secret there. West Virginia, Huckabee, and Arkansas, Clinton, and Huckabee, and again, no secret there either. Uh, total states breakdown as far as uh, how many each of them uh, pulled off so far this evening. Obama, nine, Clinton, five, Huckabee, three, Romney, three, and McCain, seven. Quite a, a spread there in the Republicans with the three-man race going on. Huckabee still hanging in there uh, by, uh, by quite a, a stroke of... Uh, of luck and uh, and skill. 
the Democratic uh, dele delegates that have been accumulated so far, although many of those West Coast ones are not included in these totals, and many of those West Coast states, California in particular, are going to have a tremendously large impact on the uh, delegate votes, but presently Clinton 299, Obama 225. Over to the Republican side, McCain has risen uh, and is uh, really pulling away from the other two candidates, uh, McCain with th 383, Romney with 135, Huckabee with 54, and Ron Paul still hanging down there with uh, his six uh, delegates at this point in time. That concludes our coverage for WVUD, the voice of the University of Delaware, and our Super Tuesday primary night uh, election coverage here uh, today. We uh, appreciate you tuning in to this special event. We'd like to thank our engineer Dave McKenzie for coordinating all of this, John Gardner for being uh, a field recording and technician engineer out in the field, along with Dawn Morgan for her excellent reporting. Stephanie Best here, thank you very much for all of your assistance to me in the studio with all of the live updates of the uh, primary uh, coverage and the winners. And Gary Dunham here signing off for WVAD News. Please tune in for WVAD News coverage throughout the week here from 91.3, the voice of the University of Delaware, your listener-supported station. We now return control of your station to the Renaissance man himself, Mr. Akko Mels. <laughs>